Hare Krishna and we are continuing with the perfection of yoga by His Divine Grace Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Page number 26 Okay, so Shri Krishna says Yatra paramate chittam nirudham yoga sevaya Yatra chayvatma natmanam Pasyanatmanitushyati-sukhamatyantikam-yat-tad-budhi-grahyam-atindriyam-veti-yatra-na-chayvayan-stitas-chalatitatvata-yam-labdhava-yam-labdhava-ca-param-labham-manyate-n
self-realization that is. Let's read that again. We have to raise ourselves to the spiritual standard by ourselves. In this sense, I am my own friend and I am my own enemy. This opportunity is ours. There is a very nice verse by Chanakya Pandit. Quote, no one is anyone's friend, no one is anyone's enemy. It is only by behavior that one can understand who is his friend and who is his enemy." Unquote. No one is born our enemy, no one is born our friend. These roles are determined by mutual behavior. As we have dealings with others in ordinary affairs, in the same way the individual has dealings with himself. I may act as my own friend or as an enemy. As a friend, I can understand my position as spiritual soul and seeing that somehow or other I have come into contact with material nature, try to get free from material entanglement by acting in such a way as to disentangle myself. In this case, I am my friend. But if, even after getting this opportunity, I do not take it, then I should be considered my own worst enemy. Quote, For he who has conquered the mind, the mind is the best of friends. But for one who has failed to do so, his very mind will be his greatest enemy. Unquote. Bhagavad Gita 6.6 .6. How is it possible for one to become his own friend? This is explained here. Atma means mind, body and soul. When we speak of Atma, insofar as we are in the bodily conception, we refer to the body. However, when we transcend the bodily conception and rise to the mental platform, Atma refers to the mind. But actually, when we are situated on the truly spiritual platform, then Atma refers to the soul. In actuality, we are pure spirit. In this way, according to one's spiritual development, the meaning of the word Atma differs. As far as the Nirukti Vedic dictionary is concerned, Atma refers to mind, body and soul. However, in this verse of Bhagavad Gita, Atma refers to the mind. If through yoga the mind can be trained, then the mind is our friend. But if the mind is left untrained, then there is no opportunity of leading a successful life. For one who has no idea of spiritual life, the mind is the enemy. If one thinks that he is simply the body, his mind will not be working for his benefit. Hmm. This will simply be acting to serve the gross body and to further condition the living entity and entrap him in material nature. If, however, one understands one's position as spirit soul apart from the body, the mind can be a liberating factor. In itself, the mind has nothing to do. It is simply 
waiting to be trained and it is best trained through drumroll association desire is the function of the mind and one desires according to his association so if the mind is to act as friend there must be good association Ta-da! the best association is a sadhu that is a krishna conscious person or one who is striving for spiritual realization there are those who are striving for temporary things asat matter and the body are temporary and if one only engages himself for bodily pleasure he is considered for by temporary things but if he engages himself in self-realization then he is engaged in something permanent sat obviously if one is intelligent he will associate with those who are trying to elevate themselves to the platform of self-realization through one of the various forms of yoga the result will be that those who are sadhu or realized will be able to sever his attachment to material association this is the great advantage to good association for instance krishna speaks bhagavad-gita to arjuna just to cut off his attachment to his material affection because arjuna is attached to things that are impeding the execution of his own duty krishna severs these things to cut something a sharp instrument is required and to cut the mind from its attachments sharp words are often required the sadhu or teacher shows no mercy in using sharp words to sever the student's mind from material attractions by speaking the truth uncompromisingly he is able to sever the bondage wow this is awesome i love this analogy love it love it love it wow maybe because i'm i love the truth <laughs> absolute truth haribol okay for example at the very beginning of bhagavad gita krishna speaks sharply to arjuna by telling him that although he speaks like a learned man he is actually fool number one if we actually want detachment from this material world we should be prepared to accept such cutting words from the spiritual master compromise and flattery have no effect where strong words are required awesome okay in bhagavad gita the material conception of life is condemned in so many places one who thinks the country in which he is born is worshipable or one who goes to holy places and yet ignores the sadhus there is likened unto an ass as an enemy is always thinking of doing harm so the untrained mind will drag one deeper and deeper into material entanglement conditioned souls struggle very hard with the mind and with the other senses since the mind directs the other senses it is of utmost importance to make the mind the friend Jadatmanah prashantasya paramatma samahitah shitoshna sukha dukeshu tathamanapa manayo Quote 
for one who has conquered the mind, the Supersoul is already reached, for he has attained tranquility. To such a man happiness and distress, heat and cold, honor and dishonor are all the same. Unquote. Bhagavad Gita 6.7 By training the mind, one attains actual tranquility. For the mind is always dragging us over non-permanent things, just as an unbridled horse will pull a chariot on a perilous course. Although we are permanent and eternal, somehow or other we have become attached, attracted to non-permanent things. But the mind can be easily trained if it is simply fixed on Krishna. Just as a fort is safe when it is defended by a great general, if Krishna is placed in the fort of the mind, there will be no possibility of the enemies entering. Material education, wealth and power will not help one to control the mind. A great devotee prays, When will I be able to think of you constantly? My mind is always dragging me about, but as soon as I am able to fix my mind on the lotus feet of Krishna, it becomes clear. Unquote. When the mind is clear, it is possible to meditate on the Supersoul. The Paramatma, or Supersoul, is always seated within the heart, along with the individual soul. The yoga system involves concentrating the mind and focusing it on the Paramatma, or Supersoul, situated within the heart. The above quoted verse from Bhagavad Gita indicates that one who has conquered the mind and has overcome all attachment to non-permanent things can be absorbed in thought of the Paramatma. One so absorbed becomes free from all duality and false designations. Jai, we have completed fourth chapter of this incredible book and we're starting fifth tomorrow. The link to this book is in the description and we will see you next time. Hare Krishna! Hare Ball!